We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Mile High Huddle Podcast with your football priests, Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Remember, Broncos country is not a geographic location. It's a state of being. Good. Welcome in, everybody. It is the Mile High Huddle Podcast, the aftermath episode. I'm your host, Chad Jensen, and with me, as always, my fellow football priest and partner in crime. You know him. You love him. The deputy editor at Mile High Huddle, Zach Kelberman. Zach, here we are now, a solid 24 hours removed from the Denver Broncos, finally snapping the streak and defeating the Kansas City Chiefs. We kind of worked out all our hormones and perhaps excitement yesterday in the immediate aftermath with the gut reaction. Having a day to kind of marinate on things, how are you feeling about that win? What does it mean for the Broncos going forward? Uh, You know, now that you've maybe had some time. It might be a weird analogy, Chad, but I'm like a, a slow roasted pulled pork. The longer I have to marinate, the better, you know, overall that I feel that I sound that I am. And now that I've had 24 hours or about 24 hours, I'm just still reveling in the excitement of the victory because it wasn't, I mean, we talked about it yesterday. It's one thing if you eke by a team or you get a lucky break or this and that, but there were no lucky breaks. The Broncos straight up slapped the Chiefs in the mouth for 60 minutes from the opening whistle. They outclassed them on all sides of the ball. It was a resounding victory, the best since 2015, the best that I've seen since I've been a part of uh, the beating covering the team, Chad, the best that we've had to cover on this podcast after so many years of doing it. And I still, like we talked about, I'm seeing on social media, Chiefs fans kind of downplaying it, saying, oh, Mahomes had the flu, you're bound to lose. Even some Broncos fans saying that Russell Wilson's still a problem when the Broncos won in spite of him. Well, here's other stone-cold facts about Russell Wilson, okay, after yesterday's game. Through through eight games, he has more passing yards, a higher passer rating, and fewer interceptions than Patrick Mahomes. I'm not saying he's better than Patrick Mahomes, but Russell Wilson is definitely not washed. And my second comment to those stats is Chad coaching, coaching, coaching. Yeah, it's crazy, man. I haven't seen the chiefs lose that handily in a long time. I mean, it was a, a, a hard fought game. It's not like the chiefs uh, caved or gave in. I mean, the Broncos just handled them and it was tough sledding. I mean, handling a world champ, handling one of the elite teams of the NFL. Uh, it takes some perseverance, baby. It takes some commitment. It takes some uh, metal. 
with two T's. So I, I credit the Broncos. And now the question is like, Hey, what does it mean? Like, like Drake's getting at here. Uh, I just want to grab this real quick. I thought I had him right there and there he is like Drake. Good to see you, bro. Thank you. Thank you. So is this the turnaround game that Russ and Sean Payton needed also would like to silence anyone wanting Patrick Sertan Denver brass already said he's staying. Wish he could be a Colts DB LOL. Yes, indeed. Drake, the, the Colts fan covers uh, and helps out on the, on the Colts beat at our sister site, the horseshoe huddle. So thank you, Drake. And it's a really good question. You know, is this the turnaround game? And this is really the $64,000 question. This is the question to answer all questions because the destiny and, and eventual outcome of this season kind of hinges on the answer. Thomas Hall had a very interesting article today, guys. We, we can get into it maybe a little bit later, but the, the main gist of it is it's very possible, not nearly probable that Russ is just kind of starting to hit his stride with, with Sean Payton and that everything we've seen up to this point through eight games, you know, is him working out the kinks and watch out. It's going to start getting better and better and better and better until it's a critical mass type situation. I think this is a type of game, Zach, the Broncos obviously are going to make a lot of hay with this win. Uh, it just, it's like Sean Payton talked about today. When you get a win like this against such a quality opponent, you can't help Zach, but begin to view yourself in that same light. So we'll see, we'll see how it shakes out. Well, they got two weeks to figure out how to make the most hay. And then it's right back into the refiners fire with a Monday night tilt against the bills. Yeah. Usually I would love a, a, a mid-year bye week, but this year I would love for the Broncos to have a game next Sunday to kind of capitalize off the momentum. And you're right about they feel like they can win. Mike McGlinchey actually talked about that in his post-game availability yesterday, where once you beat a quality opponent, an elite opponent, you feel like you're almost on their level. And Sean Payton echoed those comments uh, almost word for word. So the Broncos do have a confidence boost, and they should because if they go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Kansas City, which they did, and they can slap Kansas City around in a fair and square matchup, who can they not beat, Chad? Who is truly invincible when the Broncos play like that? The answer is no one. Talking about Drake's question about Russell Wilson, I'm kind of vamping because I want to pick up on this comment from Hades, who says, LMFAO, Russ throwing for 114 passing yards is not a turnaround. Okay, well, I mean, the box score didn't look that great. He did have three touchdowns, but Russell Wilson, at this stage in Sean Payton's offense, why they're playing more efficient offensively is because he's doing what he's asked to do. He's not being forced to be the end-all, be-all like last year under Hackett. He is taking what's in front of him. He's making the throws that he's asked to do. And just like Peyton Manning in 2015, Chad, a little bit more of a game manager, uh, a very expensive game manager, but it works when you have a rushing attack like the Broncos do, and now you're playing defense like the Broncos have played the last few weeks, very reminiscent to 2015. So to Hades, I don't really care if it's only 114. I'd rather him throw for 114 and they beat Kansas City than him throw for 400 and they lose. That's my yeah. take on it. Well said. My advice is to remember the quality of defense that the Broncos uh, defeated yesterday and what the real plan of attack was. The plan was to run the ball with authority, suck clock, keep Mahomes on the sideline. That was the plan. They executed the plan. And when Russ was asked to make the plays with his arm in the critical situations, whether it was a third down ask, whether it was a red zone ask, Zach, he's, he answered the bell. And guys, lots more to get to. Uh, before we do so, though, listen, we got to uh, let you know we are brought to you 
today by Manscaped, who has taken a step up from the Balloween to bring you your the cleanest shave your face has ever seen. So this season, there's no need to toil and trouble. Manscaped's all-new Handyman, which I own, it's killer, is the best way to get rid of that stubble, featuring a compact design and next-gen skin-safe technology. The Handyman was designed to give you that smooth finish without the mess of a traditional shave. This one's for your face only. Get the sweetest treat this Halloween by going to manscaped.com and use code HUDDLE for 20% off plus free shipping. Zach. Yeah, Chad, I'm really happy we're talking about the handyman. Obviously, Manscaped is known for male grooming needs downstairs, below the belt, what have you. But I tend to grow a lot of facial hair, and I use this product exclusively to help with that. I promise when you see me Thursday, y'all, I will look a little cleaner, a little less unkempt, and that is because solely Manscaped's product. I cannot recommend it highly enough. That's right, guys. So go to manscaped.com, use our code HUDDLE to get 20% off plus free shipping. That's 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com when you use our code HUDDLE. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right. Um... Let's get into the chat here and see what's on everybody's mind. We've got, we grabbed Drake. So let's start from the top. We got uh, the Papa Bear. What's going on, David? So good to see you, brother. Appreciate you. He says, uh, he's just checking in. Good evening, Broncos country. Chad, Zach, Dylan, and Deacon Scott. MHH for life. Buckham times three. Denver Broncos for life. Yeah, still just so happy for everybody, man. Like, it's just, it was such a weird feeling, you know, waking up on the uh, morning after a game against the chiefs and you're not lamenting right. yet another loss, you know, it just feels good. And Hey, I know it was 16 in a row. They're going to have bragging rights on that for a long freaking time, but enjoy this one, guys. That was an, one of the best wins I've seen. Definitely the best win, Zach I've seen post super bowl 50, but you know, in recent memory, I'll throw it in there. I mean, I, I, I guess we are getting to a better part of a decade since things were really good in Denver, but still I'll say, you know, one of the one of the best wins I've seen from this team in the last, you know, fifteen years. I'll throw it out that way. But before this, I think the best win was that Cowboys game a few years ago. How sad was that? The regular season uh, smackdown they laid in, in Jerry World. But David, you started the year twelve and five with your prediction. Then the Broncos kind of went through a downturn. You were down to nine and eight. What is it, David? I'd like to know. Still keeping a nine and eight. Do you think the Broncos can pick up a few more wins? How are you feeling? after yesterday's upset. Troy, so good to see you, brother. Thank you for the super chat tonight. 
and your generosity yesterday was just amazing. He says, hey, guys, what is your prediction for the trade deadline tomorrow? If we can be near 500 by December, the last three games are looking good. Have a great show. Thank you again, my friend. My prediction is no trade. That's my official prediction. I don't think you see the Broncos move anybody. But if they do, it'll be maybe one guy. Sean Payton again today, Zach, uh, did his best. Whether you want to believe it or see it as coach speak or the truth, he did his level best today to say, look, we're trying to compete this year. We're not trying to uh, sell. I mean, we're here they are just winning two games in a row now. They got some momentum. They're not going to give up the ghost and, and call it a season, basically, by trading away their best guys when they can do that in the spring. So I'll be shocked. Zach, if they do anything, honestly, before the deadline. And Peyton was even asked today, well, okay, you're denying that the Broncos are going to be sellers, but what about buyers? Maybe you need that one guy that could come in and help you. And, of course, he's like, yeah, you know, even if we were thinking that, we would never tell you. So thanks for the question, but next question. What's your prediction? Well, he said uh, he's focused on his next opponent, which is Buffalo after the bye week, and anything that comes in, that'll be for George Peyton to handle. Uh, obviously Jerry Judy, uh, is the, is the popular trade candidate. I could still maybe see the Broncos moving off him if they get a good enough offer. I'm going to throw a wild card out there though, that not a lot of people are talking about Josie jewel. And I say that because you have a jewel in your lineup already in Alex Singleton. Okay. You have drew Sanders waiting in the wings. Okay. But today the Broncos, and I'm writing about it for the website. It'll be up after the podcast. The Broncos made a curious move today, Chad entering their bye week, which is promoting inside linebacker Ben Neiman from the practice squad to the active roster. Now, why would they do that today? The mm-hmm. official explanation, according to Mike Liss and sources out there, have indicated another team was trying to poach Neiman off the Broncos practice squad, and they protected him that way. I don't know if I buy that. I think Jewel is playing solid ball right now. To a team like Buffalo, he can help them maybe reach the next level. I don't know if they're going to trade him to their next opponent, but I can definitely see a uh, a championship-quality team looking to contend, making a move for Jewel, picking a starting inside linebacker up who's rock-solid on two downs for a fifth-round pick. If I was a contending team, that's a guy I would be looking at. Remember when John Elway did that with DT, RIP? Yeah. Traded him to the next opponent, like, Three days later, he's back at the stadium going, what the heck? Houston, right? This is weird. Uh, The Duchess, love you, Michaela. Thank you for the super chat and your generosity. Just amazing. She says, I tell you, no one beats the Broncos 17 times in a row. Magic number 17, my new favorite number, LOL. Awesome. Yeah, I saw a meme like that uh, earlier today. Got to chuckle, you know, got to chuckle. But, uh, uh, hey, Time to start a new streak. That's the only thing. That was a, a a terrible period, Zach, of ignominy for the Broncos to allow 16 to go by like that, but it snapped. So uh, time to time to start working that streak the other direction. Mike, love you, big dog. What I first of all, I love seeing Michaela happy, but I, I love also the the mindset that Broncos players have after that big victory. It's not treating it like their Super Bowl. It's not expending all of their energy and basically their entire season on one team. You know, even Jonathan Cooper said today, he goes, what streak? We won one game. Let's try to against Kansas city. He meant, and let's try to build off that. Let's keep it going. When they meet them down the line again, Javante Williams said, 
the playoffs isn't even what we're shooting for. We're trying to win a Super Bowl. We, we shouldn't limit ourselves to lower expectations. So I like the fact that the Broncos are feeling good. They got a confidence booster. They got momentum. They're feeling like they're winners again, but they're not. How do I say shooting their load all at once without coming off to uh, R-rated? That's what I didn't want the Broncos to do, Chad. It doesn't look like they're doing that. Yeah, sometimes it just there's only one way to say something. Figuratively, you know I mean? anyway. Yeah, in a figurative sense. You just figuratively say what figuratively needs to be said. Uh, Ronk, love you, big dog. We got Claude in the house saying, great game, great team, great pod to talk about it on. Go Broncos. Thank you, Claude. Seriously, appreciate the support, big dog. Uh, Michaela Israel jumping in. So good to see you tonight. Thank you. Thank you, Michaela. Uh, she says, I'm trying to <clears> – <throat> pardon me. I'm trying to get too far ahead of myself. Not trying, I think. But if we play that way against the Bills, I believe we can make some noise, go on a run for the playoffs. Totally. If you play that way against any opponent, odds are you're going to win. You took the ball away five times. You rushed for over 150 yards. Your red zone efficiency was killer. Uh, your quarterback threw three touchdowns on 12 completions. If you play that way against any opponent, Zach, you've got a chance. So the question now is, Again, hey, are we walking around Dove Valley now feeling like, okay, you know, we're starting to kind of catch this vision. We like the way this feels. Oh, wait a minute. We like the way it feels. So what's it going to take for us to feel this way all the time on the reg? Like this is standard operating procedure. Well, it turns out we're going to have to come together as a team on Sundays, weekend in, weekend out, and uh, play complimentary three-phase football for 60 minutes. That's what it takes. So we'll see. We'll see if they can pull it off. But I believe they can. We all know they can now. They can beat anybody uh, if they if they play it that same kind of a model. You laid it out perfectly. I mean, that's that's the key to victory and key to success in the NFL is play really strong defense, have a running game, don't turn the ball over, and uh, turn the other team over. That's how you beat anyone, Kansas City included. And just like the Chiefs, Buffalo is not infallible. They're not this god. They're not a, a, a super team. They can be beaten. They have been beaten. But it's going to take a 60-minute effort from Denver. If they show up looking like they did against the Chiefs the first time or against the Jets or, you know, name your opponent, they're going to lose that game more than likely it's a tough opponent still but if you come in with the same swagger and the same tenacity it's not even just the running game or the defense did you notice chad from the opening whistle of the first play the broncos were chirping at kansas city's players mahomes everyone sideline to sideline where has that been that dog mentality if they can harness that and keep that going the broncos will be a tough out for any team that plays them you know that was something sean payton talked about today uh, just kind of the idea, Zach, like as fans and media, we're going, where has this been all year? Where is this kind of mentality and intensity and execution, this level of where has it been? And, you know, Sean Payton, to paraphrase him today, is basically like, look, at, you know, I'm still getting to I've still been getting to know this roster. I've still been getting to know how these pieces fit my scheme, my philosophy and tweaking it around them. And all. like it's as much as everyone else, Zach, has been learning on the job and kind of going through a trial and error of, of assimilating into the whole Sean Payton thing. He's been doing that with all the different players, and it takes time. It really does take time. We hoped the Broncos would be able to weather that trial and error storm a little bit better than they did to start the season. But, hey, if the turnaround started uh, last week by beating the Packers and then parlaying that into a win against the Chiefs, it's not too late. You know, they have they still have a little breathing room. It's improbable. 
but they still have a little breathing room to make a playoff push, even though they started two and five. Papa Bear jumping in again. Thank you, brother. He says, Zach, if we turned around against the Packers and looking at the rest of the schedule, 11 and seven to answer your question mm -hmm. earlier, I think it's possible. So that would mean two more losses, uh, Zach, in what is it, nine games? I, I don't math well. Yeah, nine more games. So they'd have to go seven and two from here on out. Peyton Manning, for what it's worth, won 11 straight games. The turnaround game for him uh, that first year in Denver was that mythical Monday night comeback against the Chargers. But up to that point, the Broncos were, what were they, six weeks into the season, they'd won two games, uh, et cetera. That was their turnaround game. That was the turning point game for them that gave them the confidence and the swag to move forward. They ripped off 11 straight from there, won them one seed, and then you know laid an egg in the divisional round. Uh, Jacoby, uh, all that stuff. Anyway, so can it happen? Yes, Zach, I fully believe it. Antonio says, I can really see us giving Buffalo a run for their money with this momentum and coming off a bye. Hashtag Broncos country. Antonio, good to see you, big dog. And thank you. I can as well. I think David meant 11 and 6. There's uh, there's 17 games, 18 weeks, but I get the point. Right. I, you know, with this schedule, Chad, except for Buffalo, there's not really a team left that truly makes me scared, especially with how the Broncos played against Kansas City. Uh, one of the tougher opponents was on the docket, Minnesota. They lost Kirk Cousins, for example. I mean, the, you have Carolina. You have some weaker, quote-unquote, weaker teams that if you're finding your way and you're hitting your stride midseason going into December, let's say, there's no reason why the Broncos can't end up with 11 wins. I still think I want to see it a little more. I know I've been saying that, and I know they beat Kansas City, but if they go out on Monday night next week and they beat Buffalo and they go to four and five, three straight, you know, this week we're talking maybe a winning record. Next week, if that happens, we're talking about the possibility of the seventh seed in the AFC. What a crazy season so far, Chad. But that's what we expected when the Broncos landed Russell Wilson. We expected some mile-high magic to return. When the Broncos hired Sean Payton. We expected some mile-high magic at some point. So it's not uh, completely beyond the bounds of the plausible for them to offer a little bit of a storybook season here. doesn't mean they go all the way, but you needed that win on Sunday against the Chiefs to even have a chance at a storybook type of season. So we'll see how it shakes out. Uh, guys, lots, lots more to get to, but first we got to let you know that you got to be like us and make Little Caesars, which is the official pizza sponsor of the NFL, part of your game days. I know the Broncos are off uh, for a week, two weeks, whatever it is, a little more than two weeks, actually, because their next game is on a Monday night. But still, you, Sundays, I imagine you're still going to be watching the NFL. You're as addicted to, the, to football as we are. So make sure Little Caesars is a big a part of your game day as it is ours. Order online during our pizza, pizza pregame one hour before and three hours after NFL kickoffs, plus all day Sundays, and get ready for some football and fun. You choose your favorite Little Caesars pizza or pick the toppings you crave. Either way, Zach, you win. You know, Chad, I was feeling a little under the weather yesterday, and what do you do when you're under the weather? You eat what you're craving, and yesterday I was craving some crazy bread, some cheese pizza from Little Caesars. I got it. I enjoyed it very much. It went perfectly with the Broncos' win over Kansas City, and speaking of winning, y'all, everyone scores with convenient delivery or our in-store pizza portal pickup, so grab some friends and enjoy a few slices during the next Broncos game. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. 
That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Amen. All right, back into the chat. We got uh, Demon Baby Allo. Allo. Thank you. Welcome. A, a newer name. Appreciate Whoa. the super. Says, uh, first super chat. Wish y'all mentioned last pod about how they held Travis to only 58 yards and no touchdowns. They can beat anyone playing uh, playing like that. They can, dude. That's that's Travis. Talk about Travis Kelsey. That's the model. Again, if you go out there and you put a whooping on opponents to the tune of 150-plus yards on the ground, Zach. I mean, let me just recount a couple things here. Let's let's try and sketch out really fast what is the model. All right, you beat the Chiefs by 15 points. Uh, you handed Patrick Mahomes his first division loss on the road ever. Uh, along the way, you converted 6 of 14 third downs. And remember, that's a little bit outsi- outsized because – the last two, they were running the four-minute. They were just trying to, like, you know, the Chiefs knew they were going to run. Broncos were going to run the whole time. So, still, they did pr- very, very well. It was more like six for 12. They were more like 50% on the day uh, as far as third down. Uh, uh, in the red zone, they were three of five. So, it could have even been, Zach, a bloodier battle if you are the Chiefs. It could have been. Literally. It could have been much, much worse. Uh, but still, converting in the red zone at 60%, if you were to do that on the reg, Zach, you would be a top-five offense in the in the NFL in that uh, category. Now, the total net yards isn't going to impress anybody for, from in terms of box score scouting, right? Broncos only had 240 net yards. Chiefs had 275. But that 153 yards rushing and that red zone efficiency to go on, along with the, the uh, red zone uh, or third down is phenomenal. Then you throw in what they did defensively, holding the Chiefs like they did, stuffing the run. I mean, this is the, the Chiefs had Zach exactly 62 rush yards, all right. And Patrick Mahomes was sacked three times and, and basically harassed and hurried the whole day. And the Chiefs, last thing, they turned it over five times. Broncos got good returns on specials. Uh, the kicker outside of uh, that one block kick, which was a uh, uh, I think it had a little bit more to do with something they picked up in the snap count, whatever. Outside of that one little snafu, still the third phase came to play. They they handled their side of things. That's what it takes, Zach. And if you can do that every single week, 
uh, with very little, you know, wiggle room around those those accomplishments, you're going to beat anybody. You are. Uh, Demon baby, we appreciate you bringing that up. We appreciate your super welcome. Hope you're enjoying yourself on the podcast. We definitely should have talked about Travis Kelsey yesterday, but we more took a 10,000 foot approach to what the Broncos defense did against Mahomes, who said, by the way, in his post game news conference, that was the worst walk off the field that he's ever had. And he, uh, it was just nice to rub that, that salt in the wound a little more. Um, Zach, he did exit pretty quick, dude. Like he was like, Ding, game's over. Beeline for the freaking locker room. Like he wanted off that field on the quick. You love to see it. And, you know, talking about VJ and, and crapping on him, criticizing him, there have been two Broncos killers in the last seven years. Travis Kelsey's one and Josh Jacobs is the other. If you recall in that first Raiders game, Josh Jacobs was a non-factor. In this game, Travis Kelsey, for the most part, was a non-factor. So that's more credit. That's what we focused on yesterday, Demon Baby. Not necessarily individual performances, but overall, as a whole, how the defense performed. And we gave VJ his due flowers for that effort. Yeah, and I loved what Justin Simmons had to say about Vance Joseph, you know, that, hey, we're going to go to war for VJ. That's what he said after the game. So really cool. Uh, Alonzo, good to see you, big dog. Thank you for the super. He says, people can hate on Russ all they want. At the end of the day, he threw for three touchdowns against a really good Chiefs defense. Yes, he did. And again, it wasn't just that he threw for three touchdowns. Like, he delivered those points in critical situations with his arm when the Broncos had to have it. You take away those those touchdowns, Zach, and you're getting field goals in those scenarios. You still barely hang on, but it would totally have changed how you know the rest of the game panned out in the fourth quarter. The Chiefs could have fought back and won that for all we know, but he delivered. So good on Russ. Don't don't minimize a great accomplishment. It was a great accomplishment. He's listen, he's not perfect. He's still holding on to the ball a little too long. He's still a little turnover prone when he gets hit, the fumbles and a little bit of the indecision in the pocket. I understand that, but there is no dispute, no argument, no contest that he is 10 times better, if not more, than what we saw last season. And he's starting to really thrive. Again, 114 passing yards or not in the Sean Payton offense when he has that running game, when he can build off play action and is being buoyed by a defense, Chad, that is not putting the offense in an immediate 21-0 hole. Indeed. Gina Cooper, another one of the great ladies of MHH showing out. So good to see you tonight. Thank you for your generosity and support. Helping us keep the lights on means a lot. She says, bottom line, MHH and Broncos country, when all is said and done, with the wins and losses aside, Moving forward, we got to move on from Russ for the future because that money and cap hit coming is no joke, period. Well, that's the problem. That's the problem, Gina, is whether he's on your roster or not. At this stage, is, is, I'll, I'll finish my thought, but it's at this stage where you're seeing some results, you got to – I'll speak for myself. I am hoping for the best now with Russ. I am hoping it all works out with Russ because whether he's on your roster or not, you can cut him. Or keep him. Either way, eighty-five million next year. If you cut him eighty-five million in dead money just for twenty twenty-four, it's fifty something for twenty twenty-five if he's not on your roster. And don't go thinking anyone's going to be trying to trade for Russell Wilson because they don't want it, that that smoke either. They don't want that albatross of a contract around their neck. Because as encouraging as the last couple of weeks have been, and his season overall, Zach, has been significantly better than he was last year. It's still not quite like he needs to do. Yes, what he did yesterday 
like basically the rest of this season to start kind of balancing the scales of what his contract is like to, to kind of live up to it, to earn that. So teams aren't going to be trading for him. So I'm digressing back to the main gist, which is you need him to work out. You got to hope and pray that he continues on this track because otherwise, you know, you could, you could aim for the, the top five again and just tank the season. Hopefully you get one of those top two guys, but either way, you're still paying Russ right. dead money, 85 million because of all that, the guaranteed and the signing bonus and all that for the quarter billion dollar contract they gave him a year ago. Well, let's see. Trevor Simeon, Paxton Lynch, Case Keenum, Joe Flacco, Drew Locke, Teddy Bridgewater. I might be missing a few. It's been quite the carousel. All of them have one thing in common and that none of them have beaten Kansas City in the last seven years. Russell Wilson helped take down Kansas City and end that streak finally, and he didn't throw three picks. He didn't lose them the game. He threw three touchdowns, and he he put up those scores when the Broncos had to have them. So nothing really against Eugenia. I understand the argument still. I understand looking toward the future, but I don't really want to discuss cutting Russell Wilson or 2024 when the Broncos are coming off their biggest win since SB 50 and at three and five, technically they're still alive this season to make some noise. So the figurative phrase that Zach used earlier, I'm just going to go ahead and, and not say it again, but Garth Knight jumping in to say that phrase figuratively though, it means tantric stuff to last a regular season. All right. So we're, we're, uh, we're, we're, collectively now our minds are in the the football gutter we're making all kinds of weird uh metaphors and whatnot to describe what needs to happen this year zach the dutch is jumping in to say again thank you michaela i think jewel singleton and pj lock did heck of a job against kc's tight end absolutely give him credit like that here's the thing jewel since he's come back from that injury he has been a lifesaver he's looked really good there are times he still gets exposed in coverage just because he lacks that twitch and that uh, just athletic speed. Same with Singleton in coverage. VJ's done a good job of trying to kind of shade that a little bit with scheme, but it still gets exposed by the best teams once in a while. And PJ Locke, man, loved everything I saw from this cat. Although, uh, wasn't it he in coverage? I'm trying to remember. Wasn't it PJ? Who was it in coverage on that drop at the end uh, that uh, 24 24- – who was it? Oh gosh, that drop touchdown on, at, at the end. That was like Patrick Mahomes' last stab at trying to make a comeback. He dropped it right in the bread basket in the end zone, and he and he dropped it. I'm pretty sure that was locking coverage. If memory doesn't serve, he did get burned there. But I, I loved everything I've seen from him since he's been inserted uh, onto the field. Even pre pre Kareem uh, uh, suspension, he got that pick. I mean, he's so far so good with PJ Lock, and I love his length too. He's physical. And he's got that same kind of length, um, measurable trait that you love in Justin Simmons. I think it's kind of like when we saw a new running back after Melvin Gordon was cut. We're just so happy he's not his predecessor. I could speak for myself anyway. It's so nice to see a safety next to Simmons who has a little bit of athleticism and can hold his own for the most part in coverage. But a big reason, Michaela, why the Broncos were so successful against Kelsey and against the Chiefs, and that would be their pass rush. And the biggest part of the Broncos pass rush, Chad, has been the return of Baron Browning. And I tweeted this before the podcast. I want to put it out there right now. In two games, 65 snaps since coming back from knee surgery. Browning has four solo tackles, 
three quarterback hits, two sacks, two TFLs, one forced fumble, and one pass breakup. He is an absolute stud. And if I'm the Broncos next offseason, I'm considering maybe a contract extension for number 56. Man, I don't know. I think I might have picked up whatever bug you're having, dude. I'm starting to feel it today a little mm. bit. So apologies for coughing and snorting into the microphone, you guys. Okay. Uh, That's why we do this live. Tis the season. Uh, I want to grab this from Gina, though, real quick. She said, I love the trolling with the Taylor Swift song, Shake It Off at the end of the game. Ha ha. That was great. LOL. Got to love the Denver mindset of winning. Um, yes, absolutely. And and I think, Zach, that played a part in uh, in – Travis Kelsey wanted to get the Sam Hill off the field uh, ASAP. And listen, real quick, guys, look, Broncos are off for a week. Uh, they're back at it, of course, against the Bills is the next game. And there's going to be lots more action to go from here on out in the 2023 season. And just remember that it is always more fun to be there live for Denver Broncos football. So when you need tickets, Ticketmaster's got you covered as the official marketplace of the Denver Broncos and the NFL Ticketmaster gives you more ways to find your perfect seat with a wide selection of tickets available for every game. And if your plans change, Ticketmaster gives you more flexibility to sell or transfer your tickets. Plus mobile tickets make getting in on game day a breeze. And you can even customize your Ticketmaster app to rep that beautiful orange and blue. So find tickets today at Ticketmaster.com slash Broncos. And it was really cool. Oh, so many people who came to the meet and greet, of course, going to the game as well. So cool to hear them. Yeah, we used the Ticketmaster link on our tickets. Really, really cool. Appreciate you guys also patronizing our sponsors. And it all adds up and, and supports what we do here. So thank you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes. Ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, back to the chat. We're uh, at 33 minutes. Any burning topics, guys, get them in the chat. We'll do our best to get it here, get to them here. But Tim. Good to see you, big dog. Throwing down on Facebook. Thank you, buddy. He says, so freaking happy. Finally, we beat the Chiefs. Can't wow. say that word, but you, <laughs> we, we, we feel you, Tim. I see our team. Uh, I see our team, both sides, offense, defense, starting to gel. Sky's the limit. That's for sure, dude. That's something that we've seen in the last two weeks, most definitely, is things just, they're beginning to come together. And, um, I think there's a lot of different ways, Zach, we could go about trying to explain why that's happening, how that's happening. Uh, the timing of it, though, I think is really the, the the first clue, which is just with so much new, it takes time for things to come together, even for a great head coach. And make no mistake, Sean Payton is one of the great NFL head coaches. 
even for a guy like him, Zach, it does take a little bit of time. Then we'll grab Sebastian here. Yeah, I mean, we both said on this podcast we're super pumped and super hype about the Peyton Russell Wilson marriage, but there are going to be peaks and valleys. There are going to be hiccups. It's not going to be perfect. They're not going to go undefeated. I didn't think, neither did you, Chad, or many other people, they would start 0-2 and lose that week three game the way they did. But to the Broncos' credit, it's what have you done for me lately, the NFL, and what the Broncos have done lately is start to look like a much more complete complimentary football team. And that came out, you know, it was epitomized in their upset of Kansas city. Well said Sebastian. Thank you for jumping in my friend on Facebook. Appreciate you. He says, I'm your age, Chad. I was still in my thirties. The last time our Broncos won. Do you guys still think we should cut ties with Russ for next year? Yeah. So let me think about it. How old was I? Let's see. 2015. Yeah. I was, I was in my, I was down. I was like 30. I had just turned 36 when Super Bowl 50 happened. I was 36 years old. Golly. Um, do you guys still think we should cut ties with Russ for next year? Um, look, if it stays on this track, I think this this game, one way or another, earned him a little bit of a benefit of the doubt of, all right, let's just see how the rest of this season goes before anyone starts jumping to conclusions. Because, Zach, in the same uh, vein of what we were discussing with Gina topically, it's like unless you're cruising for a top five, it's hard to rationalize moving on from Russ in 2024 just because 85 million dead. So again, I'm hoping I'll, I'll, I'll put this answer as, as black and white. No, I am not hoping that the Broncos move on from Russ. I'm hoping that this season this what we saw on Sunday was the tip of the iceberg and things are c- going to continue to improve with Russ and Peyton. I do want to bring up this Tom article in just a minute, but Zach, what's your answer? My answer is ask me again on January, whatever, after week 18 and the Broncos are going into 2024 officially, then I'll tell you if the Broncos should move on, you know, regardless of how they finish, I still think they need to look toward the future and have a quarterback on the roster. I still think they should draft one um, if possible, but if Russ is playing this way, if he can be a game manager or a bridge guy, I'm not selling the farm. I'm not mortgaging my future to pick up a Drake May. When you can, when it's been proven that Sean Payton can get the most out of his quarterbacks that he has now, which is Russell Wilson. But if they take another nosedive or Russ gets injured or, or performs badly, then I'll be more inclined to say, let's move on. Let's eat the money. The Broncos do have the richest ownership group, Chad. They can write a check for one year, kind of toil in that misery, then go and be free and clear after that. So again, ask me after week 18. All right, real quick. Cause I don't want to forget this is worth so much of our conversation tonight has kind of revolved around the Russ thing. I just want to get to this Tom article and guys go read it when you get some time after the show, but He's basically querying at the top of this article. Hey, is it possible that Wilson just always needed time? He, you know, he needed time to gel with with Sean Payton. I'm going to quote him a little bit here, real quick. All right, here's Tom. Quote: All it takes is a little digging to find some evidence that Russ could just be getting started with with uh, Payton. First, future Hall of Fame quarterback Drew Brees took several games to find his groove in Payton's offense in his first season back in 06. Second, Wilson has had his worst games this season against some really good pass defenses. Uh, Breeze came to the New Orleans Saints in 06 with Peyton as the newly hired head coach. Uh, He had one Pro Bowl season under his belt with the then San Diego Chargers and fit what Peyton likes from his quarterback. Yet in the first seven games of the season, Breeze struggled nearly half of them. 
Breeze finished the 06 season with a trip to the Pro Bowl, though, and a first-team All-Pro award. This award-winning campaign came on the back of his performances in the latter half of the season. Breeze passed for under 200 yards three times in the first seven games and only surpassed 300 yards in three games. His completion percentage was below his career average three times in those games, and he threw seven of his 11 interceptions of the season in those games to start the season. And his passer rating for the era was uh, average to below average in four of those games. After the somewhat shaky start, Breeze blew the doors off the rest of the season and only had two poor performances. And then he goes on, Zach, to you know talk about, oh, Jameis Winston, you know, uh, uh, Bridgewater, they kind of hit the ground running with Peyton, et cetera, et cetera. So here's his conclusion. All right, let me, let me get to the takeaway here. Uh, Wilson's best games are yet to come this season. Not only is his real game experience in the system valuable, but he also has a less formidable row of defenses to face from here on out. He will go against the 32nd ranked pass defense twice and will square off against units ranked 23rd, 22nd, 16th, and 14th in the weeks to come. There are only three teams on the current remaining schedule with a pass defense currently ranked in the top 10. So if Wilson can't make hay in the final nine games of the season, then the Broncos need to evaluate his future with the club. However, it's more likely, Zach, than not that Wilson will have a resurgence down the stretch. So I'm, I was only just kind of scratching the surface there. Go read it. It's a really interesting article. But what's, what are your thoughts to what he's saying there? You know, Thomas did a great job laying out the argument and kind of shutting up some of the rust haters, even though the uh, they'll always remain. My opinion is that I don't really care so much about passing yards. I don't really care so much about DVOA or CPOE or – QBR, whatever, I care about wins and losses. And I'm pretty sure Sean Payton cares about wins and losses. He only has 114 yards, but the Broncos beat Kansas City. I'm fine with that. He also threw three touchdowns. Y'all are acting like he threw three picks. He threw for nearly 400 in week one of last season against Seattle. The Broncos lost that game. I'd rather win ugly than lose pretty any day of the week. And if Russell Wilson, if you have to finesse and massage him into being a game manager for now, a very expensive one, but you're winning football games, which the Broncos haven't done in seven years, I am fine with that. Well said. Ted, good to see you, big dog. Thank you for the super. He says, the most encouraging part was the Broncos beat KC soundly without even having an A-plus performance. They didn't let the end, end of half miscue bite them, for example. Yeah, I, I still give him an A plus, but I see what you mean. Like it wasn't literally perfect across the board. You know, Russ was sacked a lot. He did lose that fumble and they did uh, allow a, a field goal attempt to be blocked. So those were the kind of the blots, I guess, Zach, as it were on the, you know, the the, the perfection of the, the win itself. But it was still, to quote my old man, Mark Jensen, shout out, you're still uh, picking, uh, picking pepper out of gnat poo-poo you know if you're really nitpicking to try and find that it was a very commanding impressive victory that's a great i'm gonna remember that one for sure i think it was a fair matchup too chad because the chiefs i mean let's be honest they didn't bring their a plus performance either they were again like in the first matchup very vulnerable and credit to the broncos for making them that vulnerable but a, A minus, A plus, all we know is we finally saw what this Broncos team could be when the offense puts it together, the defense puts it together, and the coaching is on point. And it's a pretty freaking fun football team. 
All right, guys, we'll probably keep tonight relatively brief, so we're about going to call it any burning topics. Get it in the chat. Garth jumping in again. Thank you, brother. He says, hey, I got to say kudos to, to VJ for this defense performing post-Dolphins. I know he's a punching bag, but Peyton picked him. He did pick him, and he stood behind him. It would have been uh, maybe not easy, but it definitely would have been uh, the path of least resistance, Zach, to go ahead and even after that Dolphins game, you're going, okay, we're not going to fire him. Sorry, guys. Uh, and then the way things turned out, you know, two weeks later after the Jets game, it would have been really easy then too. But he held on, um, and it, so far VJ is making him actually look not only wise for not firing him, but if this continues, I mean, think about this. Everyone bows down to Vic Fangio. Vic Fangio's defense is like what every NFL team is trying to copycat right now, and he couldn't beat Mahomes and the, and the Chiefs. Came close a couple times, but VJ, of all guys, to come along in Denver and put the clamp down on Mahomes, it was VJ. We live in a crazy world. How ironic is that? But give the man his props for now. Yeah, we live in a simulation, don't we, Chad? Um, yeah. Green <laughs> theory, baby. Yeah, I, I don't know. You know, to Vance's credit, I think it bought him some goodwill in, within the fan base. Certainly for me, I've been one of the biggest VJ haters around. I think it bought him until the end of the season. But again, in my opinion, I don't think it bought him 2024. I'm still not ready to say, Chad, Vance Joseph should be the Broncos DC beyond this season. Now, I'll say they come out next Monday night. You shut down or at least contain Josh Allen and that Bills offense, the Broncos spring another upset. Maybe I'm reconsidering. Maybe I'm thinking to myself, okay, the players are buying in. VJ simplified the playbook, it looks like, and he's having everyone fire on all cylinders. But there's still a lot of crap, including week three, that he has to atone for that wasn't all hunky-dory after one Kansas City upset. Absolutely. I mean, I'll tell you this, though. If you were to say... If someone were to have asked me during the gut reaction after the the Dolphins whooped the Broncos, 70-burger, all that, is there anything Vance Joseph can do this season to atone? I maybe would have said beat the Chiefs. If you can beat the Chiefs this year, you know, we'll, we'll clear in the slate. We'll go like this. Um, so he, he's earned back, I guess what I'm getting at, he has earned back some some trust and faith from me personally but i'm with you zach in that need to see more similar to this whole team like hey this was great let's use it let's let's harness this momentum and this energy great but with vj need to see it specifically we need to see it more and he's been helped i mean it's no it's no uh doesn't take a rocket scientist when you go hey why have things improved I mean, I think BJ has definitely figured things out a little bit better relative to the personnel on this this defense that he's coaching. But getting Josie Jewell back, getting Justin Simmons back, who missed two games, both those guys missed two games right in the middle of that terrible period. You know, having things uh, emerge where you're going, all right, Damari Mathis was the plan, didn't really pan out. Um, you know, Isang Bassi didn't really pan out. We were hoping to get Kwan, and what do you know, Jaquan McMillian coming along, PJ Locke coming along. Uh, you get Baron Browning back. I mean, Nick Benito's taking a step forward this season. Jonathan Cooper's definitely taking a step forward. Like, guys are starting to rise to the occasion. And, you know, every once in a while, it's like, hey, give Vance Joseph some credit. I mean, the fact that Nick Benito is, what, what's he at, five and a half sacks or something on the season? 
Baron Browning's only uh, really barely back on on the field, and he's wrecking games, two sacks, forced fumble. Like, this is good. Give VJ some credit. George, this all started because of the meet and greet. Just saying, Denver Broncos for life, uh, MHH for life. That's right, dude. Turns out, Zach, all this team needed was some of that MHH juju. And uh, blame Nick that we had to wait so long to get it to him this season, guys, because that's why we did it in October, to guarantee that Nick could make it out. And it was great. I'm glad he was able to make it out because it's a great experience. Yeah, 3-0, about to be 4-0 next year, opponent to be determined. Uh, but to your point, Chad, about the players stepping up, also Zach Allen has played demonstrably yeah. better in the last couple of weeks. And that was always the indicator, Chad, as to how the defense was coming along. He played with VJ in Arizona. He followed VJ to Denver. And now that he's starting to get going, it's aligning with the rest of the defense taking off. So that's what gives me hope that maybe they are finding their stride. Maybe VJ did grow a brain and is figuring things out. Two more, and then we got to go, guys. BK, good to see you. Thank you for the super. Says, I think the defense is finally grasping the system and reacting and not thinking 100%. while on the field. I think you're right, you know, and I think along the way, while the players are grasping the scheme better, BJ's getting a much better grasp on what they can do within his scheme. Jamal, so good to see you, big dog. One of the coolest names in our community amongst the Super Chat superstars. Jamal Killings. I love it, dude. I love it. Thank you for the support. You've been with us a long time. It's good to see you. Uh, in the chat. It's been a minute, big dog. Thank you very, very much. Uh, one last thing I want to grab this from uh, Nick Hill. Guys, can you imagine the story if in the same season the Dolphins dropped 70 on us and we still make the playoffs? I know the, the storylines, man, guys like Zach and I, we can make a lot of hay on, on a storyline, that storybook. So he says, you guys are amazing. Can't thank you enough for what you do for the Broncos community and fan base. Thank, thank you, you Nick. Really appreciate you, big dog. And um, tonight, guys, uh, 10, 10 p.m. Uh, on the Lord's time, right? 10 p.m. Mountain. Some Bridge the Gap music, brand new stuff dropping. So check your if you're if you're following Bridge the Gap on Spotify or Apple Music or whatever. Check back 10 p.m. Mountain time. That's midnight Eastern for some fresh tunes, and there'll be a video coming. Lots of cool stuff cooking here. Uh, but we're out of time, Zach. Unless there's anything else you wanted to. To grab tonight we have this one more from jamal at the yes. buzzer 999 super thank you so so much jamal i want to echo what chad said i think you've been going back to like the 24 7 days or at least the early remnants of this podcast that's, that's not a name you forget you know no, what i mean you remember a, a man named jamal killings definitely not so we appreciate you jamal he goes uh broncos and two streaks yesterday ended the winning streak and mahomes's touchdown streak yes that's why we took that 10,000 foot view chad because of the performance the broncos had against patrick mahomes and if you shut down Mahomes, you more than likely are shutting down Travis Kelsey. So again, excellent job to the Broncos players and the coaching staff for the game plan that they had yesterday. Plus you hand Mahomes. It's crazy to think he's been in the league since 2017. And yesterday was his first road loss in the division. Weird, man. Weird. Uh, so good on the Broncos, but uh, we got a few messages and then we're out of here. Don't leave quite yet, guys. That's why it was one game. It was an October game. It was a regular season game, but the importance of that victory cannot be understated or overstated enough, whatever. But that was the MHH podcast. If you're not doing so, please follow us on Twitter at the MHH pod. You can also follow the mothership account on Twitter at mile high huddle. Chad's at Chad and Jensen. I'm at Kelberman NFL and Scott's at scout Kennedy. If you guys want some, 
MHH merch like the hat chat and chat the hats chat and I are rocking the merch that we rock each and every day check out mhhmerch.com and get your swag on if you haven't please drop us a like at facebook.com slash mile high huddle pod you can also find us on Instagram if you are there at mile underscore high underscore huddle and make sure you're leaving your football priest a five star review for a chance to win some of that merch each and every single month. But if anything, guys and gals, ladies and gentlemen, please subscribe, like, and share this video and every video you see on the MHH channel. It really helps us grow and reach more Broncos fans just like you. Amen to that. A shout out to the great Super Chat superstars and supporters tonight. Alonzo, Antonio, Jamal, the Papa Bear, Demon Baby, Drake, Garth, Gina, uh, the Duchess. We also have Michaela Israel, Ted, Troy on Facebook. We've got uh, also BK on, on YouTube. On Facebook, we've got Claude, George, The Ronk. we got Sebastian. we got Tim. Much love and respect, you guys. Thank you so much for the support. Tomorrow is Tuesday, so you got a fresh episode of Building the Broncos on the Bright. Pardon me. Broncos for breakfast on the bright, followed by building the Broncos tomorrow night. So stay tuned for that. But Zach and I will see you on Thursday. Can't wait. We'll see you Thursday to recap the trade deadline and what's going on during the Broncos bye week. Have a great start to your week. Have a happy Halloween tomorrow. Take care. And as always, go Broncos. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos.